Welcome, everyone, to another week with your hosts, Mordechai Weinberger and Harav Nissen. It is a pleasure and an honor and a schuss to be here with you all. And may we be zeicha that the achdus that we bring and awareness should bring the geula. Amen. Yep. So the number to call in, we look forward to taking your questions and your comments, is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And we are looking forward to taking your questions, your comments. Questions and comments, 718-683-5858. Harav Nissen, what were some of the messages, some of the feedback that you were getting from our last week's program around Shadokim? Well, it's uh, unbelievable. We got so many, many, t- uh, you know, feedback that it was really, really great show. And yeah. some people really uh, like to to expand it uh, to an even different field, you know, just not only the uh, the issue between Er and uh, Er and Im, but also the, the, the point of uh, Shadchanim. I, I, we got a text from very interesting uh, text from a shatran, professional shatran. He said it's very frustrated that that uh, he tried to convince a bachur to go with a, with a lady that a little bit overweight and it's even good bachurim and no, or something like this. You know, something that very very people looking at the exterior. And so, what what do you feedback you get? Very interesting. I, Baruch Hashem, got very, very positive feedback. And I had a lot of people were wondering, or I should say were understood, but they were surprised that we have so many mental health of people calling up with questions. But when it came to Shaduchim, people were like afraid to call up. Like they were afraid to share what their story is. And the reason I asked the people, why do you think that's so? And they're saying because they felt that if someone's going to call up or ask their question or complain and they're in the Shaduch, market and someone will recognize their voice or afraid it would help them in Shaduchim. Yet when it comes to mental health, they felt that you're already married or you're already in the parsha, so you're able to, they felt they're more safe to do that. Which That's... I discussed and I said, I really don't agree with that because mental health I thought would be more because people might recognize your voice. And what I would say is I think we need more awareness. I think the more awareness there is, the more people are brave. I remember I did like a couple of programs before I got on to J-Root, and we had very few people calling up. They're asking random questions. Since we're on J-Root, you know, for about three years now, people are coming forward with big issues, and it's on the radio that people can hear, and the awareness is being created. What I take from it is that we need to discuss more Shaduchim issues, have more programs on Shaduchim so people can feel safe, to be open about it. That's what I think is it's, it's amazing. It's amazing that you say it because really, you know, that it's supposed to be the opposite. You know, read the, you know, that people have to see and see, we can see from here the scare of people about Shiduchim. I, I don't understand this. Are we believers? How we belong to the Jewish people? How we, you know, it's like, it become like so scary t- point. Don't do, you know, and as I tell you from my experience, I saw in my eyes, a, a family gave away a blind daughter for adoption only that it's won't obstacle, be obstacle for the Shidduchim. I'm telling you this so stupidity. It's yeah. and it's something that I cannot describe the I'll feeling tell you, about. That's it. the beauty. We see Chaser of this and since we're on so many years now. There's a huge shift I'm hearing right and left. Just this morning on the bus, there's a very, very big therapist on Lakewood, someone that I respect a lot. 
and he told me most of his clients, or at least half his clients, somewhere along the line are discussing our programs that we have and the awareness, and even if they won't call up but they just hear it, they're listening, he says it really helps along the therapy process. And I think, Mertesham, we've got to see how to get a, a program going on Shaduchim so people can call up and start being like specifically for Shaduchim, or maybe we should do the, the Shaduch process more often to help create the awareness and it could just break whatever stigmas are out there. The more people talk, the more they hear, the more it's normal, the more they feel they won't walk around with whatever stigma, whatever limitation it is, because everyone's got limitations. That's just the Matthias of this world. Everyone is going to have a certain limitation. It's no question sure. about it, you know, and we, we didn't touch even the, the, the second marriage, uh, a second Shidduchim, right. and we didn't... The, the, uh, uh, widows, now, we didn't uh, have anyone calling up. We really didn't have people calling yes. up saying that they're in the Shidduch markets for four or five years or for three years and they have a difficulty and how should they get more or, or more Shidduchim read or what happens when this happens. Like, we really didn't get it. It was like I felt like when we started way back when, when we didn't have the real, you know, the real, the, the calls that we have now. And we have to remember also that uh, it's just to give us schut, uh, that uh, we are in the summertime and many, many That's of right. our listeners. Uh, and not uh, around uh, any uh, device or, you know, uh, the yeah. internet, uh, phone, and all this stuff. But uh, I, I, I agree with you 100% that this is very, very sensitive, that issue, and we have to face it, you know, and running. And I would say also a call to the rabbis, uh, the rabbanim around, uh, uh, that push it, push it, and talk, okay? So we will take uh, Mrs. R. Yes, and again, the number to call up, is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858, and we look forward to hearing your questions and your comments. Mrs. O, you're on with Mordechai and Herb Nissen. Hello, good evening. Thank you for taking my call. My I pleasure. I want to thank you. Um, your anxiety here, first of all, was absolutely incredible. It was so easy to understand. And I really yes. wanted to thank so, you for that. Uh, I guess we can just tell everyone, Irgun Shiratayrais, they asked me to give a lecture, a little drush on anxiety and how it affects children. And I felt after a couple of minutes that uh, it was sort of just speaking, and I like when people are engaging. So we had volunteers get up. It was so exciting. And you saw the way people were getting it. It was, it was just, I really felt very engaged. It was, it was a great, it was a, it was a packed crowd. By the men and the women had two floors. It was a huge host, and I was so humbled by people coming. It was, it was beautiful. Yes, and you know what? Even though I wasn't there, I heard it only on the phone. It was so clear why you always ask if a parent has anxiety, because now I understand why you always ask that. It was it was right. so clearly right. The story. Com- yes. Yes, it was very interesting. Um, I also wanted to ask your question about the the BPD question that you had referred people to listen to that you gave it a half hour. Yes. About the parent. Now, um, I just wanted to comment that I've had an Okay, hold on. Let's go ahead and share. Listen, let, let me just share with everyone with what happened. There was a, a, a give and take where someone is calling up and sort of just asking me a question that why is it that they have two sister-in-laws that went to a therapist, and after they went to the therapist, they stopped talking to their mother-in-law. So basically the two daughters stopped talking to their mother, and the daughter-in-law is wondering what, like, why is, did it happen? 
And what I did was, because it's a very controversial like point when that happens, and I really don't enjoy when that question is phrased that way. So basically it sounds from the question that whenever someone's got a problem, the way I told it to this lady, so basically you have two sister-in-laws that went to therapists and they stopped talking to their mother. Now from experience, I know it's not that way. So what I help them realize is, uh, I'm over here a parent, Baruch Hashem. Imagine my kids will ever need to go to therapy. I should expect them to stop talking to their parents. So what we had them realize is, as a therapist, I shifted the question to the way I see it as a therapist. I have two people coming in, let's say, or a lady coming in saying, I can't function as a wife, I can't function as a mother, because I have a controlling parent, which has got a major disorder that everyone's got issues with, and every time I speak to them, I get migraines, or I'm angry and I yell at the kids, or I don't want to prepare Shabbos, I just can't handle it anymore, and now they come to the therapist, and now at this time, part of the therapy process is to start finding out who you are, and you can't go through that healing process when or sometimes people can't go through the healing process, which is part of that half-hour conversation, while you're actually getting hurt. Like, you can't take the infection out. You can't work on the infection if you still have that thorn or whatever's causing the infection. You first have to remove the infection, and then you need time to heal. And we gave it a half-hour creating an awareness. But the question is very different when someone phrases it. Why is it that when two sisters went to therapists, different therapists, they stopped talking to their parents, versus when someone says these two sisters aren't functioning as a wife, they're not functioning as a parent because of that parent that has a major disorder that's affecting them. And now the chiv, which again, you always got to do, and as I said a hundred times during that, that you've got to always work with the rav. That if the rav clears and agrees that this is the process together with a the therapist, then this is now what Das Tayyar is saying, that now you've got to take care of your marriage and take care of your children and if your parent has a disorder that they refuse to go to therapy and not work on it, that's something that, again, the doctor will guide you how to create the, the space. But there's a lot, a lot, of, a lot of talk going on around this topic, and I'm opening it up and explaining the other side, because this sister-in-law couldn't even understand why would someone have to disconnect. And I guess I want to say one more point that I said, and I feel that wasn't even that clear. I'm listening. Tell me what you say to this muscle. And that was, they're asking, why can't they just speak to their mother once a week? And I just gave a simple muscle at the end, and I'd like to highlight it to realize that. And I gave her an example. Imagine someone tells you, instead of getting six hours of sleep, I'm going to give you now nine hours of sleep at night. Right? So you feel good? There's just one condition. That condition is that every hour we wake you up for ten minutes. How will you feel? Will you feel rested? Will you feel alive? Will you feel that you had a great night's sleep and you're ready to tackle the day, or will you be exhausted because every, every hour you were up, woken up for 10 minutes? I actually thought that was a, an extremely clear uh, example that explains it. Great. And I was wondering yeah. if you would say the same thing not to a family member, not to a parent, but to a friend. If you would again, say also. everything. It's all about balance. I, it's all about healing. Right. And, it's, again, I find that with parents and family, it's very... I, 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 is it more? It's more intense, very delicate Because family needs a family system to be together. They need it, and therefore disconnecting is something a therapist tries to avoid on any circum, on, on most circumstances, because you want to heal while you're in the system. You want to heal while you're in it. But there are people, and as we explained, there's like sometimes a lot of damage, or for many years are damaged, 
And it's a severe, as another muscle I gave there, sometimes someone can have a little cut that you, you don't even mm. need a Band-Aid. Sometimes there's a cut, you need a Band-Aid. Sometimes there's a cut where there's stitches needed and right. a major gauze pad on top, and sometimes there's major accidents. It depends on the situation. But again, we need to be aware that you need, and I'm going to say this again, Das Tari, you need a rub involved. There are a lot of Isurim that could be over, and at the same time, it could be the greatest mitzvah in the world, building a family and helping a mother or a father to be able to be a father again and a husband again. You need to have a skilled therapist for these issues, and you need to have a rub that understands Das Tari, that understands this as well. Okay, so my, my question is not about a parent or a family member, but a friend. And that, that's my question coming because I've been um, going through certain circumstances similar, but not in a family situation. And I have, um, like you say, you've been getting nine hours of sleep of being woken up every hour for ten minutes. And I, when you said that, it sort of clicked in my head like, oh, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. And I just... Um, Part of me is thinking it it doesn't feel right to disconnect, but then the other part is thinking, um, but you know, waking up every hour for ten minutes is not really working. And again, realize they're also going to therapy. And what I hoped and what I asked was, I, I really hope that they're going to licensed therapists and understand what they're doing, because I believe in Askanim, I believe in inner work. But something as delicate as that, I hope it was a licensed therapist that has experience, because I even hesitate to deal with cases like that on that level. So, again, it's, what I'm saying is it's depending on what's going on, depending are you in the ther- are you healing, whatever it is. Uh, there's a lot involved. Sometimes when you have strong personalities, strong personalities exist. Are you balanced and able enough to balance the two strong personalities and, and not get caught up into it? No, I'm feeling that I don't want to. Okay, then you have a right, that, as in any relationship, especially if you're in, like the family that's close, where it's that, where it's that mesh together, that it's okay. Is is usually the feeling of I don't want to? Is that usually the a truth, a true instinct of a person? Again, that's why I was saying we're needing a therapist, and that's where we can't uh-huh. really go into detail over okay. here. Okay. No, I just want you to realize what I'm right, saying. Right, I realize what you're saying. Which okay. Which means you want to know, is it healthy for you, yes or no? How can I know what was the relationship? I haven't spoken to the other side. I don't know your mm-hmm. triggers. I don't know if you have other people in your life that try to control you. I don't know how you dealt with what's your survival method when people try to control you. Do you disconnect? Do you usually deal with it? There is so much involved. That's why we don't do with how-tos. We're just I, creating okay. the, the awarenesses of that, yes, it's sometimes in the friendship you want to create Sometimes with friendship, there's a reason that you could say, you know something, this friendship isn't working for me now. I want to move on. And sometimes mm-hmm. you say, you know something, every relationship that I work out and I get stronger within myself will help me in future times in my life. So it's really up to you I, to realize if the, if the yes or no, if this is the right solution or not, that takes, if you want from the therapist, you need someone to really know you well, get the real history, mm-hmm. hear the relationship, and also speak to your friend. Also hear what's their side of the story, because you get a complete different picture later on. I see. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Excellent. And we've just created the awareness why what's needed or how complicated these things get. Mordechai. Sure. It's, 
it's funny because you, you Mashal, throw me back like 40, 40, 40 something years ago, you know. In the army, we have all time the, the shifts, you know, and yeah. we're sleeping and get up asleep. And, uh, and a certain guys, uh, I, it's now it sounds very funny, but you know, when you're sleeping and uh, you wake you up, you know, Nisim, you have another five hours to sleep. <laughs> after four years, after four hours, it's just, hey, Nisim, you have four hours to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's, this is really, uh, it's true, but, you know, it's kind of sadistic uh, uh, movement uh, idea. Yeah. Um, I want to say one thing. I, we, I got a phone call from uh, UK now, and yeah. a, a, a nice, uh, you know, happy, happy announcement that uh, the girl that was in the Shiduchim, and she had a very big problem, uh, you know, on the Shiduchim, and now she engaged for two months, and Bezal Hashem, Khatuna soon. And we at Jerut Radio, we share all the best, Mazal Tov, and uh, Ray, build a house in Beit Israel, and all the best, all the kind. This is really happy uh, news for us. Amen. Yes, thank you for sharing with us that somehow we were able to help out even a little being part of it. Thank yes. you. Okay, so we have Mrs. M. Mrs. M, you're on the air with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. And again, the number to call up, just so we should have some people on the line, is 718-683-5858, And Mrs. M, you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hello. Hello? Hello? Yes. Yeah. Hello? Mrs. M. Hello? Yes. Okay, first I want to thank you for your hotline. Um, it's really amazing talking to you really in all aspects. Um, I also knew you talking you. about um, vitamin. How about you just call us back, or we'll put, huh? you know, in a couple of minutes. Call us back once it's a little bit more peaceful in the background, okay? Uh-huh. Okay. Good. Yes. Yeah. So, Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. And again, the number to call in is 718-683-5858, And, you know, it's very, very controversial, this, just to go back to that topic, because there are so, we know the mitzvah of kibbutz of aim is huge. It's arichus yomim, it's all the brachas. It's the concept how the world, in order for the world to survive, to go on, you need one generation to the next. You need the guidance of the previous generation to the next generation. And when children disconnect from parents, it creates an unhealthy, an unhealthy messiah where you have a problem, you just disconnect, which is a big problem in this generation. Where in this generation, we're very much in the comfort generation. It's hard for me. I'm just disconnecting. I don't want it. On the other hand, if you're doing it the right way, and you're working with a therapist, you're working with Das Taira, it's the healthy way, and that's what's needed. But it's something that you need someone with skill, and I very, very much hesitate and tremble when we need to be able to, when we need to say for someone to disconnect from parents for a while, a short while. Even to be aware, we don't, I even try not to call it disconnecting. I call it you are healing. You're now going to sleep a little too, like when the mind goes to sleep, to allow yourself to grow. So it's not really a disconnecting, it's like the Yerida Shilat Sayra You know, I tell you, if you take a marshal, is that, you know, many times uh, there's people in the in the hospital as, you know, a situation that uh, 
שלא נדע, in the ICU, the doctor put them in a sleep in order to... Exactly. Just to keep them, reinforce, repower themselves, and then go back to the situation that can be healing. I said it's very important to all of us to understand that when we're in a sick environment, it won't help us. So just yeah. to get out, immune yourself, and they go back, and then you, you just go, you know, be, be help the other side also. Many cases, many cases of, of really, as I said, the cases of uh, overpowered parents, and, and parents-in-law, mother-in-law, all this stuff is, is so important to tackle it. And yeah. uh, I, 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 see, I see it, many, many marriages get destroyed only because of this, and the Torah, yeah. The Torah said clearly in the first uh, in the Genesis, "Al keni azov ish et aviv imo v'dabak b'ishto." This is the something that uh, we we have to build. You build your own nest in the beginning, and then you go back to the parents as as observer and as helpful, but not not as a uh, you know player over there. Yes. So yeah. we'll go to Miss E. Miss E, you're on the with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hi, thank you for taking my call. My um, pleasure. Can you just speak up a little? Yeah, sure. Um, I wanted to know if a person hurts themselves, like cutting or like... Um, yeah. Is it a, does it have to be that the person has PPD or could it be something Absolutely else? Absolutely not. We're just mixed up two things. Now, one of the questionnaires in BPD that there is a strong percentage of people that have borderline personality disorder, self-harm is, is one of the traits that you ask, because many of them have it. But absolutely not. It's, it's not. No, there's self-harm that is very different than that. Really? Many people can have so, self-harm, unfortunately, and have nothing to do with BPD. If you so want, we can discuss it a little, but... Uh, Mordechai, can you can you just instead the terms you know be that can you just make it simple for people like me? Okay. Unfortunately, there's a diagnosis that I've not I haven't discussed much, but I started discussing it a little bit on the phone line because we had a question, and that's unfortunately out there a lot. And I try not to discuss it. I tried not to, but it was a huge thing. And let's start with the first one. The first thing that this lady is calling about is Nebuch called deliberate self-harm, DSH. And that is Nebuch people that cut themselves. That means under pain or any types of different pains, they sometimes will, let's say, scratch themselves very hard where it bleeds. Or, and they try to do it in the from world. We can do it a little more, and people won't notice it because, Baruch Hashem, we are people of Tznius. So people won't see what's going on, let's say, uh, uh, just above our elbow. If it's a girl, that, that we have longer sleeves, so it's covered. Or the same thing for boys, where, where we go around dressed sneers outside, where the goyim go around less. And unfortunately, it happens when people have severe pain on the inside, I mean, there's high levels of anxiety and stress, but on the outside, they look great. And they don't have the tools how to deal with the inner pain. So unfortunately, the, I, I, when I share an example, I knew someone that Nebuch would bump his head in the wall purposely. And it's not that someone should see. No one should see. But he's in such pain on the inside when he bangs it. Ah, 
he feels that little better. Now, but for someone, just to give a marshal for, for someone to relate to that is if someone has eczema, their, their, their skin is itching. They know if they itch it, it's going to bleed and it's not healthy. But because the itch is so great while they're itching, even though it's bleeding and it's not feeling better, but that second they're feeling better. And when people do self-harm, Nebuch, that is what's happening. So it's a temporary benefit that then they hate themselves more because a second after they stop, they feel horrible. Now they have to start the hiding. Now they start thinking, I'm crazy. What normal person would do this? And to the whole world, they look healthy and the family looks healthy, but really there's huge tension and stress and trapped, and they feel there's no one to talk to. And there are two levels when you have to deal with deliberate self-harm. One level is working on the emotional parts, learning tools, how to take out of the pain and all of that, like how to skills, how to manage when you're stressed. And then there's a second component of actual behavioral therapy where you make a contract with a person. You're not allowed to harm yourself. You're not allowed to do anything. And if you do, you will call us up. It's very behavioral because it's almost like sucking a thumb, that once the person gets into the behavior, even getting rid of the stress still doesn't change. You need to change the emotions as well. I mean, right. I'm sorry, you need to change the behavior as well. So that is never deliberate self-harm, and it's... It's out there in the from Kahila. It unfortunately really is. And this is, I've seen it by boys and by girls as well. Now, BPD is that we discussed a lot of personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, because, again, there are different levels of borderline, but because the more extreme borderlines are in such pain, they're in such anger, many times they will either harm themselves. So I know several cases of borderline in order to get their way they would almost stick their feet out the window. Look, I'm jumping. If you don't do what I want, they will almost harm themselves. They will, they will force themselves to be depressed. They might even try to, I don't want to go into other stuff that they will do, but self-harm is part of the process, not part of the process. It's just one of the questionnaires when you're doing an evaluation on borderline personality disorder. It's one of the questionnaires, did, are there self-harm behaviors or suicidal behaviors whether they're going to do it all the way or not, but is it part of the behaviors? And it's just that common there, but it's, it's, I don't want to go into statistics, but it's, there's, it's a lower level of statistics, but it's enough that it happens quite often by them that to be one of the questionnaires in the diagnosing. Because I was just wondering, because like, there, was someone who t- there was someone who told me that this is a sign I mean, actually, a licensed therapist that she she didn't know. Like, she I didn't tell her anything. She doesn't seem to think that there's like borderline personality disorder. But when she heard this, she said that, oh, so that's really a sign of BPD. And um, so let me rephrase it to you. Let let me guess what a therapist is saying because I don't know your therapist or who the therapist was talking about. There might be many signs and that the person is denying, oh, I'm not this and I'm not that. So then you can finally say, okay, here is something that you see that you're doing. Because unfortunately, part of the battle and the diagnosis of BPD is borderline personality disorder is that they fight. Right, that they fight the, the diagnosis. They fight everything. So the therapist might say, okay, this is it. This is what you got. Here you see it. Now they go, okay, fine. I can't deny that I hurt myself or that I threatened to hurt myself. But again, right, this but is she wasn't one of the steps that therapists try to do is they try to take out the DSM-5, that's a Diagnostic and Statistics Manual of, of Therapists, 
and you start going, do you have fights with most people? And they'll say, no, I don't. Everyone loves me. And I'll sure enough, you go, what are you talking about? We had your husband here. We had your wife here. We had your children here. Everyone is saying they've got issues with you. you know, so it's difficult. That's part of it is when you need to first to recognize that the diagnosis is. So that's just some of the things that I could think about. But again, DSH, deliberate self-harm, is a diagnosis of its own. On people, a lot of people have it, and it has nothing to do with BPD. It has to deal with severe internal pain. BPDs also have severe internal pain. Mm. So they're two mm. different subjects. So it's as if we're saying there's a chocolate, a seven-layer cake that's got chocolate on top, and then you're going to say that there is a chocolate babka. The seven-layer cake has a lot, can have a lot of other flavors on the inside. On top, there's a coating of chocolate. Will you say a chocolate babka and a seven-layer cake are the same cake? No. No, they're very different. So the same would be saying BPD and deliberate self-harm are the same thing. It's almost like saying an extreme Lutzbach Someone that's Sephardi several generations and, uh, and a Chusid several generations are all the same when you look at them. Yes, we're all Jewish. We're all from, we're all Shemesh Shabbos, but it's very different in Hagim and how we look at things. So again, right. deliberate right. self-harm and BPD are different subjects. You're saying a person with BPD can have deliberate self-harm, but a person with deliberate self-harm doesn't have to necessarily have BPD. Exactly, exactly. And you could be BPD without self-harm, too. Right. Yeah. It's one of the signs that we look for and that we ask. Okay, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. But again, I guess i got to say this. Every time I say it, i still got to say it again. Please, people, do not start becoming diagnosticians from this No, no, no. I want to discuss it with my therapist. I was just wondering. I mean, I'm sort of confused. I'm, I'm waiting for that. I, I, I know that something's wrong. So if this is what she says, then I want to work on If she says it's BPD, then... I don't care. So if she has, if she knows how to work with it, then I'll do that. But if it's not, I just want to be sure because it didn't didn't click with me with the things that I heard about BPD. But it could be. I don't know. I just want. I just wanted to make sure if I should like verify with her. Listen. Let me tell you something. I tell everyone, and that's especially in my center, so that I can rely on. You have a right to disagree with me. You have a right to question me, and it's my job to explain myself to you. I work for you. We work for you. And you're allowed to ask. You're allowed to get educated, and all the above you can do. Okay, thank you so much. Make sense? Great. What do you say to this? You know, we've never discussed I know we have Mrs. J waiting, but let's just have her wait. What do you say, Nebuch, to this thing we never discussed, but self-harm? People that harm themselves, cut themselves, scratch themselves, would put their hands sometimes in hot water or cold water. It's, it's a deep pain that they're trying to, to basically... Uh, I, I, again, I'm not... Uh, I, I, I didn't, I'm not uh, I didn't learn this in the university, but it seems like that they have so deep pain inside themselves Yes. That they just want to punish themselves about it. Yes. And the guilt that they feel yes. after because they know while they're doing it, they're telling themselves, don't do it, don't do it. And then they feel better for that second. And then afterwards, they go around beating themselves, and it's a vicious cycle that makes it even worse. So it, it's, a, it's a negative, self-fulfilling prophecy that causes more pain, and, and it sort of solidifies that they're a problem. They're crazy. That's that's and you know that's what, what uh, I think that what men uh, with Rabbi Nachman uh, <laughs> that he said that the, the person has to be basically 
uh, overcome this uh, point, any Yehush Ba'olam, don't give up, don't give up, don't even if fell down, get up, Yudafer, get up, don't feel the guilt, that's what that's Yetzirah, right. that's what wants you, that to do the mistakes and, you know, feel so guilty about it, and like this, you never finish up. The cycle is is avalanche. It just go worse and worse and worse. If you said yes. no, I can't do it. I can't do it, and that's it. You know. Yes, yes. Excellent. Thank you. So we are going to go to Mrs. J. Mrs. J. Yanni with Mordechai and her of Nissen. Hello. Yes. Hello. Firstly, thank you so much for your amazing work. Thank you. Um, okay, I wanted to ask a question. I wanted to understand a question that was discussed a few weeks ago on the line. A girl called in to ask about building a relationship with her sister-in-law. And she yeah. asked us, you've helped to come up with some ideas, and she called back to say it didn't work. It was going on for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And then it came about that she did have a relationship with her sister-in-law. Remember? How? Finish off how did she have the relationship? Well, how did that connect? I think it actually came about in an interesting way. Uh, they had, they were discussing it at home, and something about you guessing the name of a brother. Let's not go down that path. Let's just do the simple part. The simple part was and that she, I recommended that they actually she speaks open to her brother. So let's take the question. I remember that question. The question was as follows: Someone called up saying she, her brother got married to a sister-in-law, and she likes the sister-in-law, but she can't connect to her. So then I made several recommendations, speak to the brother, speak to her, try to come over, help out. And all this teenager is telling me is, it won't work because of this, and it won't work because of that. And then she calls up two, three weeks later, I really want to get close, but I didn't do any of your tips or any of the tools, and it's just not getting there, and it's bothering me, and it's not, it's not, it's not, and I can't move. I tell listen, as long as, if you tell me why it's not going to work, we can't help someone get out of it, it's not going to work. What we could help someone to do is if you're going to try doing different steps, Maybe this won't work, maybe that won't work, but then Hashem can send the siyat to the Shemaya that the third mahal that you do might get something else, and then something will happen. And from that, she still said she can't do anything. And then she calls up a couple weeks later that by us speaking, somehow I guess the name, and then they were talking, and then it came out she wants to get close with them, and the brother says, of course, and the sister-in-law said, of course, and everything worked out. And the point that we illustrated is, if you keep, if you're stuck, why it won't happen? You're stuck that things won't work out. Unfortunately, that is true. We've got to do our hashtadlis. What Hashem will do is his is up to the rabbi Shalom, but we have to do our hashtadlis. Now that was the question and answer, and the story. Now let me go ahead and take the question to you. Why are you bringing up this story? Okay, so the part that I wanted to understand was: isn't there an opening? Isn't there an option that this that Sometimes when one side is not interested in a relationship, then there isn't, there isn't meant to be a relationship. So let's say, okay, so let me ask the question. If I have somebody in my life who it does not want to have a relationship, how much is one meant to try? Maybe it's just not bashet. Maybe it's just not the right thing. You Wonderful. didn't even bring now the option you up that, about maybe that You just asked a bashet question. You're not asking a therapist question. If it's Basharat, then you ask the Rav when it's Basharat or not. This girl is not saying what's Basharat or not. This girl is saying it's probably Basharat that the Rabbi wants sister-in-laws to be close, that there should be Achtos in the family. She's never tried. The sister-in-law and brother don't even know that she's feeling this way. How could we know what's Basharat if you didn't do your basic Ishtadlis? 
Okay, so if somebody does, if I do do my basic Gestadtless, and no, I no, can... Again, you see, I don't, I don't enjoy the way the question is being phrased. We're doing it Gestadtless and Basharit and the Rabbanish Islam, and that you need a Rav. Harav Nissen, which program do you have where there's a Rav, where people speak to when they ask Shiloh to the Rav? We have quite a few on that time. We have, exactly. Uh, quite a so few. So I shows. think these questions, the question belongs to that Rav. Will you give me a chance to rephrase it? Oh, go ahead, sure. Ask it again. Okay. So if I have somebody um, in my life who is um, not interested in having a relationship or she can't for any reason, and I really yeah. want to, and I've tried many, many ways, Yeah. Um, could that be that however much I try, if, some, if she's not interested, it just won't go? Or I'll need to try more? Of course it might not go. Well, let's recognize. Let, let's, and Harvnissen, I'd like your help in on this question as well. So let me share with you two concepts, and I want Harvnissen to take this over. So your question is, if you're trying to be friends with someone and that person is not interested in being friends with you, can, is it possible the relationship shouldn't work out? Of course it won't work out. A hundred percent. Relationship means you have two people making the commitment to be close as, to, as close as each one chooses. That's how far it's going to go. A relationship is a two-way relationship. Now, there are two ways of building a relationship. One is when someone continues to push, but the downside is that sometimes the more you push, the further the other person will run away. On the other hand, sometimes there's another way of creating a relationship saying, look, I've tried A, B, C, and D. The door is always open. When you are ready, come back to me, if the person is ever ready. And again, we don't have power over the other one. And it might take five years, it might take 10 years, it might take 30 years, or it might never happen. And if you'd like, every year or two or every couple of months, you could go, hi, I'm still available. If you ever wish to connect, I'm ready to connect. But here's where the big but comes in. When you're trying to push this relationship, before you're pushing this relationship, I want you to have two or three other friends that you would be just as close as this relationship to. means let's assume you want to have best friend number one that you had, and now she's for whatever reason disconnecting. Things are going on in her life. You made a mistake. She's growing. You're not, or you're growing, and she isn't. doesn't matter what, but you still want a connection, and she doesn't want friend one. I want you to have friend, make a best friend two, best friend three, and best friend four. You want to have more friends that now if this girl chooses to disconnect this friend, you're okay. You're alive. Okay. So can I, you can, can I say something? Go right ahead. Sorry, I think um, it's not clear. It might change the way the answer is. It's not a friend. If it would be a friend, I wouldn't push. Like you say, that we need to have other friends, and, you know, if somebody else doesn't want the relationship, it doesn't need to be, but... It's a family member, so it's important for me to have a relationship with that person. Why? L let's rephrase it. Of course it's important. But then again, who said you can? Who said it's mm -hmm. possible? That was my question about the answer you gave that girl. I didn't understand why it wasn't, an, like it wasn't even mentioned that maybe the, you know, maybe the... Because she didn't mention it. All she said is her brother got married a year, or within the year. And she feels like he's disconnected, like he's less than there. They're, when they're together, when they come to the parents' house, they're always talking, which is great for a young couple, and she feels neglected and left out. So I asked her, simple, did you ever mention it to them? And she said, no, she can't mention it. And I said, then go ahead. Notice how different your question is. Your question is, I'm trying to connect to a family member that doesn't want to connect to me. Now we've got to take the question differently. Why doesn't a family member want to speak to you? Are you the issue? Is she the issue? 
if she's the issue, is she getting help? If she's not getting help, then what's the point in connecting and further and further getting destroyed or further making machlaikis if she's not ready to connect now? If you're the issue, stop asking her to be friends, start going for therapy and work on your issues that the family members might have, and then she would be willing to connect. It's right. very no, it's complicated it's when you not- just ask Huh? It's more that it's just not important to that person. That's In general, impossible. I don't know brothers or sisters it. that will not want to connect with their sisters. No, it's not that. It's a bit further well, again, so I let's s- recognize what's happening. You're now asking me a how-to question. We don't know if it's a brother or sister. We don't know if it's a first cousin. We don't know if it's an aunt, a mother, father, grandparents, because I understand it's a public line, and you're not going to share that. But we're creating awareness. It sounds like you want details. We created the awareness. That question was, was very different than yours. That was a young couple getting married, a teenager over there, feeling she wants to connect, she doesn't know how to, and it's not like no one doesn't want to connect. And the minute they found out, the minute it was open, there was a connection. There seems to be a lot more complication in your question where I think you might need someone more detailed no, no, I, I, wasn't asking, I wasn't asking for help in my specific situation. I wanted to understand mm. rather why you didn't mention it at all, and you gave me the answer, so I got my answer. You didn't mention it because she was looking to build up. She wasn't asking about. She was looking yeah. to actually create the relationship, and she didn't even try the basics. I understand that. Good, good. Let's just ask Rav because this is a pretty big question. I got the feeling that this is somehow connected to the first caller, you know, in a certain way, you know, that uh, the, the, the relationship is it's in a family close circle that many times we have to get, like, uh, as we said before, depart yourself from the situation, let yourself build up and come back, and don't try to be uh, over, you know, over, over kill, and meaning that you just want to get the relationship working, you know. Maybe maybe the time to let the people calm down, take a break for time, and see what, what is the result. This is what my feeling from the, the in-between the lines. Yeah. Good. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. Yes. Okay, okay. so the, the, the phone number is... <laughs> seven yeah, 718-683-5858. 5858. Yeah, 5858-718-683-5858. And we haven't have gotten a text number or a text question that you, that you sent over here that when somebody is abusive means they really have pleasure hurting and controlling everyone, any, some other people. Is abusive a diagnosis for itself? Is it just a different name of some sort of personality disorder? No, there are actually diagnoses for people that have, that enjoy hurting others. And unfortunately, it is a more serious diagnosis. I don't want to go ahead and sharing diagnosis what's out there. But yeah, when someone enjoys the hurting, it's very, very, very different. Then usually the painful ones means the borderline personality disorders or the narcissist, they're usually in pain. They're not doing it out of pleasure. Um, when someone has something different, then it's very, yeah, when someone has pleasure enjoying it, it's a whole league of its own that we don't want to go there. Again, the number to call, we are waiting for some questions to call up, is 718-683-5858, And just looking forward to questions, comments, looking forward to that. 
um, Harvinus, I'm gonna we're gonna tread lightly without reading. I'm just gonna read the question without reading it. So someone is writing that they're a certain age. They went through a certain trauma by an older brother when they were younger, let's say before the age of 12, 13, and they have two questions. They never told anyone about this trauma, and they don't think it affected their life, but they see how much awareness, and they wonder if it could be affecting them. They don't see it to my brother. They don't see it to the brother was older than different age, doesn't trust. Um, is it possible to get the trust without anyone being, without ever working on it? So let's just understand. Someone's in the family. They had, went through a trauma, and they don't think they were affected by it. But I'm not that clear, but it seems like some other siblings were affected by it, or they won't trust. And basically, awareness, time, time finds out, means... When you start being in relationships, you start seeing how the relationships get affected. There might be sometimes that people can keep in certain traumas, and then when they get older, it explodes, and then they deal with it. Or it could be you weren't affected. Um, and I, you know what? I, I didn't also didn't mention if it's a male or female. That's something right. that's... It's, uh, right. It's a complicated... It's, right. This is a complicated question. Just wanted to... Create that awareness. We're going to go to Mrs. M. Got two Mrs. Hi. M. So we're going to go to the first Mrs. M. Hi, you're on the air with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Yeah, I heard you a little bit low. Do you hear me right? Yeah, we hear you excellent. Okay. Um, my question is like this. I was brought up, um, my mother is a Zangzant. She's a very wonderful person. But mm, I, she was never diagnosed, but she has some traits of PPD. Mm-hmm. which we lift, we lift along and we worked it out, and I did go for therapy for a long while, and I feel that I'm mostly on target and doing what I'm supposed to do, and it's not affecting me as of now. My question yeah. is, is there a chance? Sometimes I feel myself unsure if I do, um, like, copy my mother's trait with, um, being brought up in such an environment. Right. That's right. That is some of the doubts that happen, which means let's now validate your question. Let's just repeat your question and then have this, and I'd like your hope because I feel I want your, as we call the Seichel Hayash review. So what the question is as follows. Let's say someone, and every one of us, it means I would like to take it, even a healthy parent. Let's say a healthy parent. We have certain Mishagasin. Everyone's got Mishagasin. And there's a chance or a concern that when our children might do something similar, they might be going around doubt saying, oh, am I healthy or am I being just like this one Mishigas that my parent has? That is a healthy doubt. And that's what says you're healthy. Enough. Step to do is actually to ask your husband. He'll tell you. Is it normal? Ask your kids. Sounds like your kids are a little older, like, you know, so you can ask them. Was it healthy? Did it seem healthy or not? Now, I'm not talking about where you're asking them every 10 seconds. Is this healthy? Are you sorry? But right. when I do this and this, is it normal? Chances are that they're married. They could tell you, yeah, my in-laws also do it, or it's a normal thing to do, or it's not. Ask. Um, that, that's an open thing with my husband, that he, we would discuss these things, but sometimes I feel like the trigger, like I have that push to be like that, and 
I get sometimes lost. Is it is it just my the, because I was brought up, or it's it's, it's just a or or it's tackle um, something with it? Like I can be nervous for to a child. It's normal a mother to be sometimes nervous. But right. am I going ask, out of the boundaries? I'm going husband. out of. The, ask your husband. Mhm. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Wait. What do you think your husband will say? He would tell me the truth. He would tell me when it's normal or not. Yeah, and if it happens too many times that it's no, that it happens too many times. Definitely, well, before you? I went to therapy, it was way way out of range. But um, uh-huh. after I went to therapy, I do see myself being um, more um, controlled, and um, I still have my doubts here and there. Excellent, Harvnissa. What would you say to it's this? It's excellent because she answered. And I tell you the truth that mo- all of us is certain copy paste of our parents' behave. But when we recognize our parents, be, uh, the bad parents behave that we have, you know, like certain characteristics, our parents didn't act normal or that. So we have the choice now to continue this or to be aware about what our parents did wrong and we'll fix, us, fix ourselves or just copy paste and do exactly what our parents did and doing the bad things you know this is the every issue in our life you know like the, we know that many abuse uh, abused child, uh, children uh, children become abusers so this is the uh, our um, option and what they call bukhira, the, the choice the choice to behave normal or not to behave normal in the minute that we have this awareness uh we 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 get it we we won we i think that in a minute that you have the balance exactly. as soon as we have the awareness exactly right thank yeah. you so much you're very welcome we'll go to we got another mrs m, m. Just yes before we go to her if she could hold i want to read to you oh, a message she's a, that a, i received yes. that I, I just want people to hear sometimes when we say the word borderline and the pain or the deliberate self-harm that we opened up. I got a message, I see, by my messaging seven minutes ago. But when I used to do some of the work with borderlines, with those that had severe pain or raised by a parent of borderline, this is the inner feelings. I just want to read it, and it's almost scary to read, but it's true. It's not the yaitzim in the klal, it's many times the klal. So again, in borderline personality disorder, there is there are different levels that you have it, but I just want to read this or this and listen to this because this is really messages I get from people that have it. When I get upset at my husband, which happens very often, probably a few times a day, for whichever reason it was, I actually fear, feel that I want to tear him to pieces. I yell that I want to kill him, and I hate him, and that he's my enemy, and that I don't want to marry him, and then I could hit him. I bite his hand. I could even bite my cell phone. I get marks from my teeth all over the phone. I broke half the screen. You couldn't see anything any longer there. And then I transferred my phone service to a different phone, and the same thing happened again because I get so nervous. I give up my temper on something so I should get relieved, calm in some way. But I'm not sure that works. I can't take life any longer. I'm going through so much pain and suffering for years. I want to die because that's what I went through in... My past, I'm going through now. Just for people to hear, this is the pain. Well, that's a really pain. Now, this is when people don't know what borderline is, when you start going into their feelings, I need you to realize these are very, when it's more severe, very controlling, full of hate. They can't work. They can't function. The minute their emotions get triggered, 
they are completely not there, and medication doesn't do, does very, very little. It's about inner pain of years of work plus the therapy that teaches them you're having that severe pain, don't act on it. Learn to act different behavior, and it's several years of work. But when we use the term personality disorder borderline, we say they're in severe pain, or people when they hurt themselves, they're feeling this severe. People don't just hurt themselves if they're feeling pain. When they're feeling this painful all the time, that's when they do it. So just to create an awareness of when we say pain, when we say that children are are raised, imagine, now this woman sounds like a wonderful person, but she's under such pain. What type of a household do you think the kids are being raised in if she's in such pain that she could yell at her husband several times a day with this severe pain on the inside? How does she deal with her kids when you've got kids making mistakes, not doing homework, not going to sleep on time, supper doesn't work out, kids are starting to kvetch, kids are fighting? What will happen to this lady with that inner pain? How is she going to react? And as we started the program with what happens when children are 30 years old and they feel they can't handle their parents anymore, that's in that pain because it's affecting their functioning as a wife or their functioning as a kid. I need people to realize what inner pain some people are walking around with. Okay. Wow. Yes. Yeah. This is very... We have Mrs. M. Mrs. M. Hello? Mrs. M? You're Hello? Hello? Yes. yes. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I also hear you talking um, about... I just know I'm barely violence. hearing you. Is there a way you to speak up a little? I often hear you talking about taking vitamins. Again, I'm going to ask you if you can do it again. Speak up a little stronger. Like, I often hear you put more power in your voice, please. I often hear you speaking about um, vitamins, taking vitamins. Yes, very much so. And exercise. I would like to know which vitamins are yours, just over-the-counter vitamins. I didn't even know there are vitamins that are not over-the-counter. There are. Okay, so let me be clear. I am not a nutritionist, and the same way I'm not a medical doctor, I just can have sometimes experience about different stuff. So therefore, the recommendation is speak to a nutritionist before the problems are severe. I believe, just like I believe almost everyone should have, like say, someone that they can speak to and be open to, I believe almost everyone should be on vitamins. People should be exercising. People should be taking nutrients and supplements. I'm a big believer we should be eating vegetables. We should be taking care of our physical body as well. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm asking. I just, um, those vitamins are, are, are vitamins? Or? Again, I want to understand your question. What are you asking? What do you mean to ask? I would like, I heard of the SSRI vitamins. Oh, now here's the trigger. You just used the words... Let's clarify to people, SSRIs is the serotonin, is a medication which helps for depression, anxiety, OCD, and all those subjects. Now, what happens is, and here is where, you, where I get triggered, and I'm sure you don't mean to do it, but I'm going to share with everyone. Once people start being so bacant, what SSRIs are, means usually the person needs medication, and now they're starting to take Vitamins instead of medication. Share with you two of the classic vitamins that people like to take instead of medication. St. John's wort and inositol. 
and these are wonderful. But people need medication, and they're trying to not take medication, do with vitamins. You don't know the dosages. You don't know the dangers of taking high levels of these vitamins, because when you take them on high levels, it's just like you're taking medication. But what are the side effects? What are the dangers of when you're going to take medication that a therapist is aware of to speak to the doctor and a psychiatrist is aware of and medical doctors are aware of? So let me shift to you the question. Are you asking the question of an SSRI medication because someone that you know was asked to take medication and they're refusing to take medication, so now you're trying to do vitamins with someone that's inexperienced and doesn't know the side effects and the dangers? Is that your question? Um, no, not specifically. Just, um... So let me ask you a question. Why would you even ask the question about SSRI vitamins that do the same job as SSRIs? Why would you ask that question? Um, because someone recommended it um, to take for losing weight. So I thought I wouldn't go on medication to lose weight, but... Medication? There is no medication that I know of to lose weight and... No, uh, because medical health stop my compulsions. Stop your compulsions. So now we're talking about obsessions, OCD, no, where there's a need for medication. It's, it's not obsessions, it's compulsive eating. Wrong thing. Okay, so compulsive eating. So why would you even consider taking an SSRI or vitamins for compulsive eating of SSRI? Why are we missing the yachts? They're very different. Who recommended SSRI? You used a fancy word. I usually tell my clients, let's speak real language. Let's not speak therapy. Where do you get the words SSRI, four letters for compulsive eating? Why? I don't know. Someone told it to me. Okay, so then let that someone who told it to you explain themselves. Arvnissa, what do you say to this? This is sometimes, I know we got a minute to go. No, yes, no, but uh, it's, it's really, it, you know, we get bombarding with, with text now in the last minute, I you know. I see them, you're sending That's all of them. All, yeah. all of them and, and all of them are interesting and all of them are very, very painful. Many of them are very painful, I'm reading it. And I, I think that uh, the, the the lady thinking that uh, a vitamin is is the this you know it's a it's a generic name to to uh, solve the, every problem and you know that and it's not like this. Uh, vitamins can help a lot, and we know the psychology uh, research that giving, for example, the omega three to the, the inmate in England and they can reduce the, the violence over there, but. It has to be uh, taken with uh, as nutritionist, as you said, uh, Rabbi Mordechai, about it, that, that with, and especially some kind of so-called vitamins that are really, really medicine. They are. Uh, they medicine. Higher doses. That's, they have the same power as medicine. Yes. And I don't think that uh, it's here, and not in this uh, one That's right, minute. And sometimes two of these vitamins on high dosages are negative exactly. one to the next. They're really the same power as medication. I know someone that had a horrible side effect because they're taking very, very high levels of one of these vitamins that are like SSRIs, and we're worried what it's causing. And we went to a psychiatrist who understands to and said, Ive, you're doing high dosages of this, which is not healthy for this in this situation. Yes. So again, I don't mind people taking, not I don't mind, I'm for people taking vitamins, but it's got to be done healthy. And please, if you've got to take medication, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, take medication. Don't take vitamins. Vitamins are before and after. 
it's not it's like like you know you're claiming that uh, certain food is healthy and you just eat it, it, it uh, and it's uh, it's not you need other you know we need all the the rest of the the rainbow of the food and er everything you know the vitamins the mineral all it's not just a magic a magic uh, uh, medicine so yeah Mordechai, we already as usual we in the last minute we have uh, the the most interesting stuff yeah i see some of these questions are coming out great Plus. some of them is if a father if the kid is in the yeshiva where everyone goes with long payas and the father cut it short and the kid's embarrassed what should the kids do and relationships of impressions that they're always friends and now the friend left what should they do they feel that and yeah. wow a lot of good questions being sent yes. I think that okay. this is ne next week. Um, please do it. Uh, maybe we should allow some people to send some text. We always go live questions. Maybe yeah, we yeah. should allow some text. I think okay. so. No, but it's so it's so strong. You know, I'm talking about a relationship, about about you know this. Uh, yeah. I, you know, you have one one of the broken window seal of you know this is a, yeah. a very strong uh, question. Yeah. And uh, it's very painful question about it. And you know that sometimes people are reaching a point that they don't know where, where to go. And yeah. I think that the awareness about it, that as you said all the time, you know, if you have a really sick person in the, in the family, don't fall into the trap and trying to be the, the, the doctor or this. Take a, take a recess, take, a, take a, a back, two steps backwards, Try to heal yourself and learn how to deal with this, you know, especially with a husband and wife and wife and husband, all this stuff. That, you know, with the parents, you can get a little bit furthermore, but when you live together with, a, with your uh, spouse, you have to learn how to do, how to, to behave with the other side. And this is, you need uh, a guidance. Uh, ther yeah. I, I don't, I, you know that I don't like the word therapist. <laughs> yes, I know that. But, That's why I love you. That's why I so appreciate the program when we're on together. There's a balance between because, us. Because, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's in a certain times you have to take the, the mirror as helping you to overcome and trying to, to, to understand what the other side has to say because feeling we cannot control. You know, the feeling, exactly. you cannot control yeah. feeling and the other side can feel disaster. That, and even you do the best of the best, it's still not enough. So you have to learn how to work with this yes. and to overcome and to calm down, you know, because yeah. this is the, the way of giving. This is what, what all about being a Jewish person, I think. Yes. Yes, 100%. Okay, so wow, we already passed the, the time, and hopefully that the re last time that we passed the time and the recorder didn't record that all the the extra hour, uh, half an hour. Wow. So oh, I told Iran to to try to be sure, but who knows, electronics. Okay. So um, thank you, Mordechai. Thank you, Harv Nissen. What a beautiful. You, rab I I, again. you rabbi, I'm not rabbi. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yes. Hatzlacha. Thank you very much and yeah. good night to all our dear listeners and all the best. And Mordechai, I want to tell you that it really we, we are in a really break and a very, very critical uh, situation in the finance of Jerut Radio. And I would love to ask you the help. And you, usually we don't ask it, but we are right now in a situation that 
هذا ليف اند ديد ليف اند ديف اباوت جي روت راديو اند وي ابريشيت اف يو هيلبينج اس تو كيب ذس جريت جريت جوب ذات وي وي دوينج وذ وذ اور اوست اند اول ذا بيبل اراوند اس اند يو كان سند اور دونيشن تكست اس وي ويل كول يو وي ويل جو اول اوفر ذا وورلد جست تو كوليكت Money, and you I'll know. tell you, you could go on the website, jrootradio.com, jrootradio.com. Please send in your, your donation over there. It's a benefit to all of Kal Yisrael, to everyone. We're reaching worldwide. Please go ahead and send your, and jrootradio.com. It's that simple, that easy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Atlaha.